So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of Leads in the Raw, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, let me tell you something. WWE Raw, for a number of years, for about 10 years, has been undoubtedly, unquestionably, the best thing going on every single week. Would you agree, Vince Russo? Ah, nice. Nice follow-up. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> oh, let me give you your key back. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chris. Oh, thank you, man. Now I could talk, bro. Man. This, like, bro, like I'm I'm watching this show between the key and the not talking and, and Orton playing along with that. Bro, and then whatever that was at the end, like, bro, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, bro, this is such a rib. Like, th- yeah. this is the biggest rib on the viewer. Like, this, this is a rib. You yeah. know, the, the uh, my, bro, I, I wish I had a, um, 
I wish I had a stopwatch for the um, uh, packages. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Chris. I'm, bro, do you know if we really broke down dollars and cents, do you know what USA Network is paying them to replay all those packs? Do you know how many tens of thousands of dollars, bro, of wasted time just playing packages bro if i was the usa network i would simply say you know what bro bro because i know this for a fact the usa contract in that contract they get original content packages is not original content we saw that already. It's not original content. If I was USA Network, who needs to grow a set, they really do, I would go to them, Chris, and say, you know what? You're, you're allotted this much time for packages and replaying content that we've already seen a million times before. Because our contract states, you have to give us original content. Replaying yep. packages to death is not original content. But you know whose fault it is, bro? It is it is the network's fault. They need to grow a set, and somebody needs to approach Vince McMahon and basically say, are you kidding us with this show? Yeah, 100%, man. Is it to the point, Vince, where – and you, you worked there when they was with USA. How – close to the product based on your time 20 years ago how close was the product to um the actual raw show as far as wanting to know the metrics wanting to know the segment break you know uh segment uh breakdown wanting to know the numbers how close were the executives with uh, Vincent Van the product. Well, bro, I will tell you this. Bonnie Hammer would show up at TV. Not every TV, but Bonnie Hammer. Bro, I had so much respect for this woman. She was, to me, a female Vince McMahon at the time. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant woman. And she gave us the freedom to do whatever we wanted to do. The only thing Bonnie really asked Chris was, Bro, if you guys are going to do anything where you think our phone is going to ring off the hook on Tuesday morning, you need to give us a heads up. Mm. That, that is the only thing Bonnie would say. But, Chris, the difference is I'm just going to tell you as far as me and Ed, Ed Ferrara go. Bro, re- we respected our audience. We respected the mm. audience. We would not give them this ridiculous garbage because we respected them. Ed and I really felt like if you are going to give us your time, we are going to make your time worthwhile and entertaining. We respected the audience, bro. Well, I mean, every episodic television writer should respect the audience because they should respect their job you know i mean in order to keep their job like it's gotten to the point where the jobs are so secure in the wwe that they literally can do whatever they want and they have no fear of losing their job because whatever they hand the product whatever they hand us they expect us to just eat from the table. You know what I mean? And it's just, they're not expecting anybody to leave the table. Everybody's just going to feast on this. And we're like, man, what is this crap? You know what I mean? This is just a bunch of crap that we're eating here. And I think at the end of the day, like you say, every week, it really boils down to this fence. It really boils down to we're collecting the check. 
we don't have any fire up our butts like you know it was during the Monday Night Wars, during it was with Nitro, and on, on top of that, you can also see why SmackDown has a, um, a lot more investment in it because it's a new relationship with Fox, and they don't they, they don't have as much leverage as they do with USA. They have total. Le- I mean, they're the flagship show of USA. USA doesn't really have. A, a very strong selection of content other than the episodic television show overall right if if uh, according to usa you, you can correct me if i'm wrong you work with them according to usa right now in 2021 with their selection of shows if raw left they feel for some reason it seems like they're going to l- lose a bunch of their audience when in turn they're only getting two million people a week. I I, 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 I I think those days are over, Chris. Yeah. I, I really do. I think, bro, listen, the Bonnie Hammer was a strong willed woman. She went toe to toe with Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon knew he was not gonna push Bonnie Hammer around. Okay. Well, you know, bro, Bonnie Hammer is not the person overseeing Raw any anymore. She went on to bigger and better things. So, bro, whoever that liaison is, um, bro, I'm just going to put it as simple as this. Whoever that liaison is, whoever is responsible for Raw, at the end of the day, they're afraid of Vince McMahon. It's that simple. They're intimidated by Vince McMahon, bro. I, I I'm I'm to the point, Chris, of believing that if Raw replayed tonight's show next week, I don't know if USA Network would say anything. I I think they would be too afraid. Uh, Vince, uh, wasn't that last week's? Show? I I think they would be too. And I think why why doesn't WWE try that? Shut up, pal. Play the show. <laughs> yeah, just forget, forget the package, bro. The packages are half the show anyway. Yeah, yeah. Replay the whole show yeah. and see if USA Network says anything. <laughs> that would be quite interesting. Uh, we got a, a number one contender tag team battle royal events, and we got the Viking Raiders to win the uh, number one contender battle royal. And somehow, we had Lince Dorado talking to little Jimmy and then we had John Morrison by himself. And so I thought in my head, I I looked at this and I said, so if John Morrison won the match, does he get to pick a special person and does or does the Miz like will himself out to the corner and John Morrison just competes against the whole match? Like what? What's the believability, Vince, and John Morrison being in the match here? I, I, I Chris, I, I don't know. I, I'm first of all, again, we're talking about the opening of <laughs> Raw. Yeah. Okay. So give give me this. Te- and bro, he, here's the funny caveat with this, bro. They don't even tell you when the winner of the match will get a title shot. That's somewhat right. somewhat down the road. But then two months later, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, coming up on next Raw, a number one contender yeah, championship, and, and it will be the main event. It, w- right. it will be the main event, bro. Right. But like this again is what you're setting the tone of the entire show with. 
And I'm like right now, bro, I got, I got, you know, I got the Nuggets and the Suns on on the TV, and and this is the tone of the show. Like, if I see the first two minutes of this, I'm not saying, bro, screw this. Let me just go watch the NBA. <laughs> like, who who's sticking around watching this match? Yeah, uh, it's and even before that, I mean, you're you're you keep track of the segments. I, I was going to keep track of this segment just because, but before the match. AJ Styles and Omos come out when they're already in the ring, and AJ just cut a promo about everybody. And I'm like, I mean, who's supposed to stick around for this? I, I just, I didn't get, I was thinking in my head, like, you really have the NBA Finals on right now. And you're going to stick around to hear AJ Styles try to roast everybody in the ring over every every other option you have to do with life? Chris, he, listen, I'm going to say I never tell people to stop watching anything, and I'm going to continue to tell people to not stop watching. But but I, I've got to ask the question, like, seriously, like, what what is wrong with you people watching Raw? Th th this is what I'm going to equate it to, Chris. I'm, I'm going to go back to your Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. Okay, bro, the, the Buckeyes, how, how, what, what's the regular season again? 12 games? 12 games, yeah. Okay, bro, 12 games. I'm going to be generous and say five years. For the last five years, the Buckeyes go two and ten every year, oh. and and don't do anything to try to improve the team. Same coach, bro. Same coach. Same players. Nothing is done to improve the team. You know why? Because they know they're going to fill that arena for every game, bro. That's the equivalent of you watching Raw. Yeah, this has been a horrible show for years, yeah. and they're not doing anything to try to make it better. Yeah. But yet, you continue to watch, Chris. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm a big Giants fan, bro. If they if they blow like two games in a row, I'll take a game off. Like I will take. Like I, I, I'm like, okay, you, you don't deserve to have me watch the next game. Straighten up your act, and I'll come back. Literally, after two bad games, I'll do that, bro. And as a Buckeyes fan, you know we, we are supposed to be the best franchise in the Big Ten every year. Yes, I mean that. That is that is an expectation. Yes, and if Ryan Day goes two and ten for two years in a row. Fans are going to say off with his head. I mean, right. there's there's no way that Gene Smith or AD, our athletic director, there's no way that Gene Smith will allow Ryan Day to stay at one of the greatest franchises of college football history right. Right. two years in a row for two and ten. He's gone. Right. He's absolutely gone. Absolutely. Yep. So, yep. yeah, there's there's no way. And the expectation should be that with, with Raw. I mean, you should look at, the product, and you should say, look, <clears throat> what adjustments are we going to make here? This product is lousy, <clears throat> and there's no way in the world, like, for instance, if I if I own my own, you know, multi-million dollar business, <clears throat> and I'm the CEO of it, and I have a team that presents me a product over the last 15 years, that has lost customers mm -hmm. incrementally every single year. That's on me. <laughs> I'm responsible for that because I should be the one as the CEO 
making the adjustments to say, wait a minute, something's going wrong here. We're losing customers here. And that's exactly what WWE has done over the years. They continue to lose customers to the fact that a third hour last week was one of it was abysmal. You get you you get a, a hair over a million views of a, of a third hour of Raw compared to 97, 98, 99. You're reaching six, seven million viewers. And I'm like, okay, so are you not realizing this here as far as you're losing viewers and you're still okay with the product you're delivering? It needs to be a major overhaul. And as Vince McMahon, the CEO, I would be embarrassed to see it, to, to, to yeah. look at those numbers. Well, Chris, that's out the, of pride, Chris, Vince, out of pride it. alone. That's <laughs> it right there, Chris, because with Nick Khan and them making all these deals and them selling product to people who th who think they're still getting Austin and Stone right. Cold and The Undertaker, that, that's what these people, and Hogan, that's yeah. what these people believe. So, yes, bro, I understand that. I understand you don't need to improve anything to to, to sweeten that number for stockholders. I understand that. I get that. But it's exactly what you said, Chris. Your name is on this. Yeah. Vince McMahon, at the end of this day, wh whatever happened at the end of that show, whatever I was watching, here's what I know. Your name is on that, bro. 100%. And, and I'm, I'm laughing at you. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here. I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing at Pritchard. I'm laughing at anybody involved with that show. Your name, it that is a reflection of Vince McMahon, bro. Yeah. And, and if you th if you think it's funny and you're laughing at us to continuing to watch this, bro, I, I got news for you. Those with a brain are laughing at you. Yeah. And if anybody, if anybody built their reputation on pride, it was Vince McMahon. That's gone. The reputation is gone. I don't care how much money Nick Khan makes you. This, this is a laughing stock. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm gonna uh, encourage the listeners to only continue to watch Raw to make us look good at what we do because we're continuing to get record numbers. I'm looking right now. So there is a large group of people, Vince. <laughs> That is watching Raw, ready for the sole purpose, ready to hear what we have to say about it. So for those watching Raw, just to hear our critiques, keep going. But uh, for those who uh, have the the joy and fun of watching Raw, uh, I wouldn't hold my breath on that because uh, it's been long gone since that's happened. Uh, proof, uh, we get another B-roll. Charlotte Flair uh, backstage. We get Adam Pierce and Cheyenne DeVille. Seemingly, Cyan Deville's a babyface now. She was aligning with Charlotte. Now she's not aligning with Charlotte. She comes in and thinks that, and Charlotte thinks that we are, <clears throat> that there's a conspiracy going on. And the Rhea Ripley comes in. And I, you know, here's my thing I, I saw this segment. And first of all, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm just really not invested in this, in this angle. And it's something that, you continue to 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 have every single week. There's two hills. I'm I'm just not involved. I'm just not invested. Again, I was really invested in Rhea Ripley, but I'm sorry. There's just there's just intangibles about her that's just missing to me, and I don't see 
I mean, unless they just have uh, Rhea Ripley beat Charlotte to, I guess, put her over, I just really don't see who's going to get over here in this feud. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out the mystery of must up here, comb back here. Must I was thinking the same. Must well, I'm gonna, wait a minute? I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust it up for the interviews, <laughs> but then when I go out, I'm gonna Slick back, <laughs> and then when the match, I'm gonna must it up. I, that's I don't even know what you're talking about, Chris, because this is what I'm fixated on. This is, bro. Listen, I, I know that too. I. I listen, you and I both agree on this, and we will never ever waver off this. These guys and gals bust their heinies in the ring. No doubt about it, bro. No doubt. I will never ever question them on that. But it's like, man, every time, I don't know if that Ripley is, it's because she's so tall and there's a presence there. I don't know what it is. But Every match of hers, I see that I don't believe it. Mm. I, I see her talking to her opponents. I see her stopping and getting in place. I just, I there's no flow. Like I, you know, when when I'm when I'm talking to you about this, Chris, I, like I I don't know why, but I'm immediately coming into my mind is like a Gail Kim. Mm. Gail Kim, like it's like you Gail Kim could roll out of bed and it's boom, boom, like boom, boom. And bro, she, and she was in there with Kong. She was in there with a big woman and with Kong. It was like, bro, boom. It was so sharp and crisp yeah. and smooth. Maybe smooth yeah. is the word. Rhea Ripley is just very, very clunky. Yeah. And bro, I think a lot of this has to do with I think they have stripped this girl of all confidence. Mm. I think, bro, when this woman is in the ring, I think she is overthinking everything. Mm. It look when you watch her work, bro, it comes across like she's afraid to make a mistake. It, yeah. It's almost like, bro, when if you if you're if you're a batter and you're in there against Jacob Degrom. You're not thinking of getting a hit. You're thinking of I don't want to strike out. I I I don't want to strike out. You're not you're not thinking off as I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a home run off this guy. Yeah, you're yeah. thinking that's what comes across yeah. with her to me. And yeah. you know, bro. And and if that's the truth, bro, there comes a point where you got to say something. You know, yeah. bro. I was able. I exchanged DMs with uh, Buddy Murphy this week, mm -hmm. and I said to Buddy Murphy, "What I said to you? I said, bro, that match with you and Alistair Black, th that was the most believable match on Raw in the last ten years." And I said to him, "I said, bro, you need. I just hope you understand one thing. You didn't fail the system. The system failed you." Yeah. Okay, it fit you did not fail that system. Yeah. And at least you know what, bro? When, when I'm reading about Buddy Murphy, I'm learning a lot because I'm reading this is a guy that pitched a lot of ideas. Yep. Okay, bro. And you know what? They don't want that kind of person around. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, they cut him loose. And you know what? I'm telling you right now, Buddy Murphy is gonna thrive. This mm -hmm. guy is gonna thrive. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the coin, you got a Rhea Ripley. They've stripped her of all confidence. You could see it in her ring work. You could see it in her promos. So she's got to make the decision. Either I am going to be absolutely 
lost and I've lost all my confidence and I've lost my self-worth or I'm going to confront, I'm going to confront them. And I'm just going to say, listen, man, give me the opportunity to be me because quite frankly, you're screwing me up. You're screwing my, yep. my head. You're mumble jumbling my head. Yeah. A couple of things come to mind when you're, when you say those things, one, I wonder if she got like a really like intense kind of um kind of uh fiery pep talk when she came up like right before she came to the main roster and right before you know she got the opportunity to become woman's champion like you better make this good you've got this opportunity you, you know you could have done it last year you know you lost at uh, at the WrestleMania we'll give you another chance like it just seems like maybe like a Pritchard or someone gave her like a really fiery, you know, uh, pet talk. And it seems like every single week she kind of thinks about that pep talk and she doesn't want to make the people in the back upset. And so it seems like she's, that's causing her to continue, like really overanalyze everything. And because of that, it's looking very contrived. It's looking yes. very choreographed. Yes. And it, it, yes. Doesn't look, it doesn't look authentic. That's exactly it, Chris. That's exactly it in a nutshell. Ex yeah. That's exactly what's going on. It does not look authentic. Mm -hmm. It looks like we're going from A to B to C to D, and there's no flow, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was much, much better in, in NXT for some reason, and and that's why. And I was, I was thinking about like why, why do I see the change? Why am I so disconnected from Rhea Ripley nowadays? And that's why it seems like that's the issue. It seems like it's so it feels so inauthentic because it seems like she's really trying to like meet the qualifications of the pep talk. You know, bro, it's. I'm not there, Chris. I can only uh, I can only speculate. Speculate, yeah. okay. But I've seen enough pictures of Triple H mugging with the NXT talent. Mm -hmm. So that I, I there's a part of me that feels the NXT talent gets babied a little bit. Oh yeah. And bro, that's really bad. Because when you go to the show, Vince ain't babying you, bro. True. Bro, it, uh, unless you're making Vince money, he's not even talking to you. So forget the bait. Bro, you ever see pictures of Vince McMahon with Rhea Ripley? <laughs> we, we ever see any of those? No, right. bro. So they're, they're getting babied and pampered. And then all of a sudden, they're going up to the major leagues. And it's like, <laughs> bro, like... I think that has a lot to do with the problem, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know, Chris, there needs to be a, a, a training. Like, see, the, the problem is nobody is really explaining to these kids what it's really like when they go up and yeah. what Vince is really like and what the locker room is really like and what gets you heat and what what you should do Th there's nobody educating them on any of that and, yeah. and th th bro there's such a disconnect in the WWE between NXT WWE I don't know if it's because Stephanie's in the middle between dad and hubby I don't know what it is 
that system is flawed, bro. Oh, There's yeah. no question about it, bro. Yeah, here's my other thought on that, and, and I'm, I'm interested in your input. <clears throat> now, someone like a Rhea Ripley who's 24 uh, years old right now, I believe, uh, some 24, 25, somewhere around there. Uh, she's born 96, October 96, so she's 24 years old, all right? And <clears throat> super young, amazing opportunity at 24 years old, right? I'm wondering if someone like a 24-year-old Rhea Ripley has this big of an opportunity and the money that comes with it. I wonder if she's allowing the money become kind of suffocating to her as far as her creativity and her ability to be a little bit more vocal of her decisions. Because if she loses this spot, if she loses this WWE opportunity, It'll be kind of hard for me to see her making this type of money anywhere else, at least not on the spot. Now, she can redevelop her brand and, and eventually, you know, start making more money. But that's further down the line. But I don't see like an on the spot type of money opportunity like this. So, Vince, I'm wondering if this if that factor is calling causing her to not be as vocal, say, for instance, if someone becomes kind of like a, you know, <clears throat> has a big raise at a job and they're 24 years old and they work for some type of Fortune 500 or something like that, right? And so the CEO doesn't really have anything to do with you, doesn't really care about your input, but they're just throwing you money so you can just shut up and do the work, right? I'm wondering, like, those are the type of people that I see in the corporate world that just kind of, walks and clocks in every day miserable but they're still making the money for the family so they just kind of go through the motions what are your thoughts on that vince as far as like the talent we see right now here's my thoughts chris we we gotta we gotta understand one thing first of all this woman is from australia mm -hmm. she's a long way away from home she's a long way away from family she's only 24 years old mm -hmm. we, we got we got to take that into consideration mm -hmm. first we also have to look at the circumstances, Chris, because th this is what I think happened. We we all read and heard about she made an entrance Vince didn't like. Mm -hmm. you, that That's what happened the first time around at WrestleMania or something, right? Mm -hmm. And she got sent back down. Chris, here, here's the difference. If you're playing for a Major League Baseball team and they call you up from AAA, and, bro, they, they you, you, you play – five games and you go two for 20 and you strike out 10 times, mm -hmm. bro. Here, here's the difference. The, the manager, the coach, they're not cutting a promo on you, right? They are telling you, listen, son, we're sending you back down. These are the things you need to work on. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing. Bro, I guarantee you, she got the promo of her life cut on her with that stupid WrestleMania entrance. She got a promo cut on her. She was demoted. They didn't give her the, you're not ready yet, you need to work on. No, they cut a promo on her, and they sent her back down. And I guarantee you, bro, when they called her back up, this is what is still stuck in her mind. I am one screw up 
yeah. from being released. You can't yeah. work that way. Chris, let's go back to that same Major League Baseball player. Can you imagine they call that player back up, and in his mind, if he strikes out one time, they're going to cut him? Can you can you imagine that kind of pressure? Yeah. And, and again, like you said, bro, we're talking 24 years old, away from home. Bro, that that's how, but that's how they work there. That that's yeah. what they do, bro. But you can see it every week, though, man. Yes. You can, in Rhea, you can see it every single. Psychologically, she is burned. Bro, like, it's, she is just exhausted. It's bro, you saw the very same thing in the last segment with the Ace of Spades. The very same thing when when uh, when Baszler is sitting on that park bench, bro. That promo was rehearsed word for oh, yeah. word all day long. Yes. You saw it, bro. Yes. It was yes. so mechanical and like, come on, man. Like, bro, what the WW just broke? Have create robots. Yep. Just create ro- just replace <laughs> these human beings with robots that will do and say whatever you want. Yep. Now we had to eat the, uh, beat the clock raw, eat the clock raw, be raw raw, and now we have robot raw events. <clears throat> that's the that's the other gimmick, robot raw. Uh, uh, Alexa Bliss cuts a vignette. Wait a minute, I'm not oh, the, I'm the, not, the Viking Raiders in the styles and almost. We're not going by the. Oh, did you, did you put deodorant on today? Oh, with the, um, uh, like, with like, Chris, um, <laughs> like, with, like, it's a three-year-old writing this show. Like, really, bro? With, yeah. you, you didn't put the odor in on today. You stink. Yeah, a forty-four-year-old man. Uh, tandem, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> come on, man, bro. Uh, yeah. and, and like this. Uh, AJ Styles, like his heel runs have been, you know, there's some have been okay, you know, in the in the WWE, but it's like this heel run to me is just off to me. I, I don't know if it's just trying to put Omos over so much, but it just I liked I liked his heel run with uh, with Anderson and, and Gallows that that was cool with the whole John Cena thing beat up John Cena, and so and so that was cool. But this this almost gimmick, I'm just I'm just not buying it, Vince. I just there's something about it that just seems so I'm still wondering like what is it about Omos that they're saying, you know what, not only are we going to bring him up to the main roster, we're going to give him the tag team championship and barely have him in the ring. Yeah. Well, Chris, because it all goes back to there was no backstory. Yep. There was no the, these two. Th- this guy's uh, the big ninja. He's guarding the door at Raw Underground, and then he's AJ's partner. The, yeah. There was never any story, <laughs> no connection. So now yeah. everybody is feeling the same exact way you feel. Why? Like why? And he like, was AJ's heavy. He wasn't even his partner, and then he went from his heavy to yeah. his tag team partner and yeah. just in one a matter of a match he yeah. he's oh he's he's champ i just i it, look i don't i don't know if anybody i don't see how anybody can buy into this uh we get the alexa bliss vignettes um <clears throat> did anybody need to know why she's on the dark side now like wh- what was the point of this just for to to bring in to keep casual fans or something like we're we're talking about this B row for some reason she had to 
explain to everybody why she went to the dark side, Vince? Yeah, because she we 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 know this entire thing is mishmash from the start. Yeah. And and now now they've got to backtrack and try to make sense out yep. of it and <laughs> they try to patch up loose ends, man. That's what that's what I was, so this let, let's make it all make sense. And I'm like, Vince, is there a reason why Bray is not mentioned in any of this right now? I noticed that. Like she kept saying, I went to the dark side. Didn't show Bray one time. Didn't mention Bray one time. What's going on with that? As far as like they, Bray is just, you know, kind of, it just seems like he's kind of blacklisted. I don't even, like if he's going through mental health things, look, I'm a psychotherapist. You would not want to make him feel blacklisted if he's going through mental health things. That's a great point, Chris. That is a great point. And that's to me again, bro, that is the, that is the interesting thing to me. If he is going through mental health issues and, you know, he would allow it, let's, let's follow him. Yeah. Let's see what he's going through. Let's get inside his head. Let's, let's go to appointments with the psychologist. Let's, bro, you know how interesting that stuff would 100%. be to me. But, let's, that, bro, Chris, that's a great point to like totally ignore the guy now like yeah. we've forgotten about you and we've moved on that can't be healthy that's no point, Chris. It's, it's not and, and I'm, yeah. I'm thinking in my head like okay so even if he's not affiliated at all and wants to take a break which i'm totally fine you know um i'm totally fine with that give you get, get you some time seek you some therapy of course, I would advocate that because that's what I do for a living. But it's like if I'm if I'm going through some mental health issues and I am at a job like if I'm going if I'm going through some mental health issues, I go seek therapy. I take some time off and I see in some some presentations through, you know, some YouTube video of presentations that I had a lot to do with. And I'm just not a part of any type of presentation as if I had nothing to do with it. That's actually, if that's actually going to put me in a deeper state of a a dark place. Absolutely. Because now I feel abandoned. Right. And so I'm like, okay, well, from a mental health standpoint, if he's, I don't know exactly what he's going through, but if it is depression, isolation and abandonment is two of the biggest uh, uh, kind of residual effects of depression. And if you, Call someone to feel more isolated and more abandoned. That's certainly not going to help anything. And on top of that, he's sitting back watching somebody else play me. Exactly. Like Alexa Bliss. Wait a minute. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait yeah. a minute. She uh, was she was riding my coattails. Now right. she's the star and I'm sitting home. Wait a right. And so I, I'm sitting home now. And, you know, Dr. Chris Featherstone puts this presentation together. It's, you know, it's a very, very catchy presentation. And then, you know, Tommy Jones, you know, comes, comes in. I'm, I'm, he's my protege. And all of a sudden he says, I want to thank you guys. You know, it took a lot to really make this presentation. I I, I spent a lot of hours and hard work. And then he shows the presentation and I don't have anything to do with the presentation. Yeah. I'm like. Wait a minute. I was sitting home, but I might need to give my yeah. uh, supervisor a call now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't. I think it's a very, very bad idea to do that. 
Jackson Riker with the haircut comes back uh, with Elias. So um, he wins by count out. Uh, you know, different look. I think that was a good idea uh, to, to ditch the hair. But at the same time, um, I mean, you know, uh, how is this building Jackson Riker? Uh, what is this doing to, to make me buy into Jackson Riker? Looks great. I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see what they'll do as a baby face, uh, with him as a baby face, I, if he is a baby face. But again, it boils down to why aren't we building Jackson Riker instead of interrupting Elias and winning by countout? Why can't why can they just have him beat him? Well, he, here's the problem I have with it too, bro. Bro, less than an hour later, we see another countout. Yeah, you you yeah. couldn't come up with another finish here, bro. What they could have done is they could have had Riker dominating him, dominating him, dominating him, and out of pure, you know, out of pure desperation, you know, uh, either uh, um, Elias, you know, low blows him, you know, kicks him in the groin. I mean, something like that out of total desperation. You know, the the referee can go to disqualify him. Elias mm -hmm. can land the referee and now really get disqualified. But why would you do a countdown when we know we got a countdown later and you could disqualify him and get to the same exact place? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lassie, contract signing. Uh, well, I, I, I got to um, throw this in there now because we're talking about, like, finishes. Mm -hmm. Okay, that really make a difference. Bro, did you see during the week some of the people they hired to write SmackDown? Mm. <sighs> Bro, they hired these two African-American women who have to be 23, 24 years old. Really? Okay, now... A, I have no problem with uh, African-Americans. B, I have no problem with women. But the level that you and I are talking about this show here, how does somebody like this do this job? What's their background? Bro, there was really no background. Really? They're, 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 they're marking out online about how they are now writing for SmackDown. And a, a, immediately my mind goes to, this is a Stephanie McMahon hire. Uh, because okay. look, look but, but I'm talking about, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to death that these women got a job. I'm thrilled to death. But are, are, are they watching the same show we're watching, Chris? <laughs> Well, like, what what are these two young ladies going to do about with what where what what, are they, what kind of an impact are they going to have on this? Well, bro, we're talking about a finish. Do they know a countdown from a a back out from a, from a countdown? Wait, what, what what are you doing? What are That's you right. doing? Yeah. I I don't get I swear to God, the, the aspect of my job you would have loved, Chris. This mm -hmm. is what I'm, I'm looking at these two 23, 24-year-old women, and I'm like, Chris, the aspect of my job you would have loved is half of my job, Chris, was I had to be a psychologist. Mm -hmm. 
I had to know the mind of every talent I worked with and how they were going to react to what I wrote. And I would go in, bro, knowing how they were going to react, what they weren't going to like, what I was going to have to sell, what I was going to have to explain. Because at the end of the day, I wanted them to do what, what I wrote. Mm-hmm. So, bro, there was so much psychology involved in getting the talent to do what you put on the paper mm-hmm. and I'm looking at these two young girls and I'm like do they have I don't know Chris I just I don't I don't know and then people are going to say they're not preparing to sell really Mm. And what are they doing, bro? What are they doing? Yeah. Chris, it would be like it would be like hiring Vince Russo to write a musical. That's what it would be like. I'm totally out of my element. I got to write the songs. I got to put I got to orchestrate the pieces like real like. I mean, God, bro, like, you know, I had instances, you, you know, where I thought Bill Goldberg was going to rip my freaking neck off. Mm-hmm. How do how do women like this deal? Like what? Yeah, <laughs> just I, I don't look. Here's my thing: if 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 you're qualified for the job, regardless of your you know uh, uh, ethnicity, regardless of your gender, you're hired, right? But it's like at the end of the day, you know, if it look, if that 20, if those 23 or 24 year old, you know, black women are, are they are if they're qualified for a job, if they have generations beyond them of tape that they've been looking at for the past, you know, five, six years, do it. But, Let me tell you something. Yeah. They're not going to be qualified simply on their age alone. Chris, people need to understand when I was in that spot, bro. Bro, I was in my early to mid 30s. I wasn't a 20 something year old kid out of school. I I had worked for CBS Publishing. I had owned my own business. I was in my 30s, bro. I think I think during the attitude era I was like 34 or something. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't a kid like so right off the bat, bro, at 34 years old as a man, you're not going to intimidate me. I'm not a 22, 23 year old kid. This is my first job out of school. I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm married. I have kids. You're not going to imitate me. So, you know, again, bro, it's not the ethnicity, it's not the sex, but the age, bro. So, do you think that they're being used as like a proverbial, like yes woman, yes man type of type of deal? Like you just have you can't you can't you're not they're not going to speak up. They're not going to say anything to try to you know, try to challenge, you know, events. They're just going to boom, 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 bro, do the job. They, Coming they, in as kind of interns type of deal, type of field. Bro, let me tell you something. Whether you are a male, whether you are a female, whether you are black, whether you are white, if you walk into that locker room at 23, 24, 25 years old, they are going to intimidate the shit out of you. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. They're going to intimidate the crap out of you from day one. Mm. And from day one, you know where your place is. Ah, 
It's it's the eight. That's why I'm saying, bro. Ed Ferrara was my a. We were men. We weren't kids. I would have never have been able to survive as a kid mm-hmm. in the wrestling business, bro. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we clarified that so we don't get any hate mail. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm making. Hey, guess what? Clear. It's, I'm black. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> we're friends. <laughs> it's an, It's an, This is an age thing, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. an age thing. You are dealing with the greatest workers, bro. Can you imagine this 23, 24 year old, black, white, male, female? You got to go up to Randy Orton and tell him what he's doing tonight. Uh, you know, you know, just on your age alone, alone the guy's gonna bust your canonias. You, you know, it's the environment, bro. It's the nature of the beast. You've got to find the right people that can fit into that environment. Yep, agreed. Uh, next, we have uh, oh goodness, Drew and Drew and Lashley um, contract signing. Um, I, and I keep saying this, big Drew fan. We actually texted back and forth last night. It was his birthday. And, uh, man, I just – I'm sorry, man. I just – I just, I'm, it's, it's hard to say because I'm such a big Drew McIntyre guy. But I, I just can't – I just can't do what they're doing with, with Drew. I just, I just can't. And it's not a Drew thing. It's not – again – it's not a Drew thing. It's I just can't I can't grasp what they're doing with Drew right now. Chris, what I just said. I just said we hired a few 20 something year old writers. Forget mm-hmm. about color age. 20 something year old. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's look at this combined now, shall we? Mm-hmm. We've got the Orton Riddle, the lock in the cleat, which I cannot believe Orton is being a part of. Unless Orton thinks this is like the biggest rib and he's laughing at everybody. The fact that Orton's taking a fake key out of his pocket. Okay. So, bro, we go from that to fake key that you do like when, when, when you're, when you're three years old and you're throwing a temper tantrum and your mother tells you to shut up, Chris, shut up little Dr. Chris. She does that. Okay. We go from that to the deodorant scene. Yeah. You guys think you, okay. Okay. Bro, we go from the deodorant scene to, Cutting the table in half with the sword. With the sword, yes. Okay, bro. And we go from that to the 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 house of horrors at the end of the show. Oh, <laughs> when I look at all these things combined, I am saying, okay, bro, yeah, th- this is the mind of a 23, 24 uh, years old. But here's the problem, Chris. When we look at all the four things I just mentioned to you, say for argument's sake, Chris, they are trying to get a younger audience. Let's just say that. So we're going to hire all these young writers with all their ideas. We're going to try to hire a young, uh, we want a younger audience. All that, all of those four things that I just mentioned, they want a younger audience, right? Chris, are any of those things cool? Were any of those for things adults. cool? <laughs> they, they were silly. They were childlike. Yeah. They were not cool. <laughs> and it is definitely not riveting enough to bring somebody back the next week. You know what I mean? It's, uh, that's not going to happen. You know, it's, oh, wow. So the, so the big stud you know the big six seven stud what's his name drew oh okay so he's he carries swords around yeah oh wow so he so he has a sword like braveheart and he 
Whoa, he chopped the whole table down. Oh, I got to see this next week. I yeah. got to see this. Unfortunately, Braveheart was decapitating men. Right, exactly. <laughs> not not tables, bro. Like, but, but that's what I'm saying. When you add all these things up, it's like, okay, bro. Like, Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Nikki Cross has a uh, backstage interview. Uh, then we get Ricochet uh, versus Humberto Carrillo. And here's your here's your other double count out that you mentioned. You right. know, the, it, it's a number one. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this because it's typically the the person who has the title interrupts the match and it becomes a triple threat. But I've I've never seen like. We've we've officially reached an all-time low when we have a number one contenders match and neither of them become the number one contender because we have a double count out. Like it's like it's just we, we've reached an all-time low of like, you know what? Let's try wow. to revive the United States Championship division by having the number one contenders not be number one contenders. What 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 you got, Vince? Are you kidding me, Chris? This sets up the 20-minute match for next week where there must be a winner. Oh, <laughs> that, that's all this is. They're going to have the same exact match next week, but there must be a winner next week. I, I got I got, I got, got another one for you. I got, I got, okay. I got another one for you. Okay. All right. <clears throat> next week, Sheamus interferes, okay? And then the week after, no interference or Seamus got 90 days off without that. Exactly. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. that's doing the rotation. He can keep the title, though. He can keep the title, yes. but just yes. 90 days without pay. Yeah. yeah, that's doing the rotation. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then we get the New Day interrupted by MVP. <clears throat> uh, well, Kofi gets interrupted by MVP. He gives him some type of uh, gut check, I guess. And so, so drawn out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. Does this lead to Kofi turning on Xavier and joining the Hurt Business? Well, he's got to hire somebody. He's still walking around with the HB pendant. So, like, <laughs> we got to get some people in there, bro. Come oh on. man, I, if I was if I was Kofi, I wouldn't have anything to do with this offer because uh, look at Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, this week, Shelton Benjamin was That's a great was, point. Was not there, and Cedric lost to Jeff Hardy. That's a great he, point. It's probably his first. But it was probably Jeff Hardy's first win yeah. the whole year. When we Just get to that, be, we'll figure it this out. This could be your future with the hurt. Business. Yes, exactly. This is what this is what the future of the hurt business <laughs> looks like. All right, it's that time, man. It's it's that time. Uh, we're gonna have. Uh, it's our favorite part of the show, man. It's 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 our favorite well, part. Let me let me say this first of all. First of all, you've got this is a three hour show. You've got about two hours of packages, and we've cut Eva Marie's from one to, from two to one. Oh, two to one. Why, bro? He, I gotta say something about Eva Marie, bro. These people got to freaking lay off Eva yeah, Marie. Chris, let me let me explain something to you F from my point of view, bro. Eva Marie is a when I look at Eve Marie, this is a stunning, beautiful, unique-looking woman. Mm -hmm. Chris, I am telling you, that's not the draw for me. Mm -hmm. The draw for me, bro, is when I'm looking at these vignettes, 
and I'm looking at how hard this yeah. woman works. Yeah, Chris, I am the kind of guy, I don't care what you do for a living. When you instill this kind of work ethic, bro, I have all the respect in the world for you. Yeah. When, 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 bro, people don't understand when you're a wrestler and you know, you're on the road and you got to find that gym and you got to find the right place to eat and you're working every night and your body is killing you and you don't want to take painkillers because of the threat of, they have no idea of the discipline that is involved. Yeah. When I look at these vignettes of her and, and the training and, you know, Everything she is doing to be the ultimate professional athlete. And, bro, people dogging her and cutting promos on her, that's the reason why they're doing it, because they could never do that. They can never put that effort and, and that ethic into anything, yeah. okay? Uh, me, I, I can't, I, I can't do it either. But the difference between me and these haters are, I'm not gonna hate somebody that can do it. I am gonna respect the crap out of them because I know what it takes. Yeah. And I mean, I just read all these comments all day long. How can you dog somebody that works that hard? And typically the people who plays, you know, the armchair, you know, uh, quarterbacks, um, you know, their their shape isn't as near as good as, as even Marie's is. And and the and and again, I and I agree with you, Vince, because anyone can have a good shape uh, if they put, you know, the, the hard work into it. But I, I, I appreciate the the work ethic and the intensity of the training that goes to show how dedicated and disciplined she is as a person i mean i've been a certified personal trainer for over a decade now and it takes a lot of discipline to work out i mean there's <clears throat> I, I i kid you not vince my, my schedule is packed from uh, for 12 hours well, actually more like 16 hours 17 hours a day packed from from start to finish and I kid you not. I work out five to six days a week, and I would say at least three or four of them I don't feel like doing it because <laughs> I'm so yeah. tired. Yeah. I, I'm yep. so tired. Yep. It's yep. it's so it's so easy for you for for me, especially. I'm I'm exhausted. I I you know I see five to seven clients a day. Today I had six, and you're I, I, as a therapist, you're dealing with like deep. Deep, deep, deep oh, yeah. issues. Yes, and that for, that mental fatigue is worse. Oh, yeah. Is it worse than physical 100%, fatigue? Bro. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I am drained when five o'clock happens. When comes drained, and I go straight from the gym. I mean, I go straight from my work. Go straight to the gym because I just I just do it I I, I don't really think about it I right. just go because I'm thinking, if you think about it you won't do it because if I think about it I, it would it would really tempt me to not do yeah, it of course. So I just go right. you know right. yeah yep. and, and and it just and and the discipline that that incorporates that I understand with Eva Marie and I appreciate her doing that you know I I, I gotta give her kudos so so whatever 
whatever the issue is with how people think she is in the ring, we'll see. You know, she has been gone. You know, it's been a while since she's been in the ring. You know, I'm more optimistic of of what she has to offer based on the vignettes. We'll see how that goes. But if anything, people should give her kudos right. for her work ethic. You yeah. know, as, as a as a as, a, as a, someone who trains hard myself. I understand how much it takes to to stay stay committed, stay disciplined to that. So kudos yep. to Eva Eva Marie for yep. that. We kind of went backwards on our uh, on what we were supposed to do, but we're still going to do it because it's our favorite part of the night. So here we go. So Eva Marie, we yep. know that uh, you have become BFFs with Dr. Chris Featherstone and Vince yes. Russo. Not only do you follow both of us on Twitter now. Yes. But you also put us over today. Yes. And you said, uh, quote, as a matter of fact, I'm going to bring up the tweet of Eva Marie uh, yeah. putting us over today. And I, I got a, I got an alert uh, today uh, of a tweet that was sent by Eva Marie. And I'm actually going to read it out loud. I'm going to show it. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm going to show it. And I'm going to show it uh, as soon as I find it here. I'm on her, I'm on her page now. And I'm going to pull it up because <clears throat> clearly Legion of Raw is the place to be when it comes to Eva Marie. There's so many retweets as you have because uh, people are so much on the evolution train. And so I have to keep uh, <laughs> scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> here we go. You ready, Vince? Yes. All right. Here we go. So, once again, Eva Marie puts this over, and she says this, Vince. Okay. She says, um, I got you both. Uh, matter of fact, let me uh, take this out of here. Uh, let me bring this, bring this up and share the screen here in a minute um oh, <clears throat> oh let me get let me share the screen real quick all right <clears throat> here we go all right she says this fence she says i got you both i know it's a two-man show which is done masterfully mm, mm. if i do say so myself mm. Hope you boys enjoy the evolution tonight. Hashtag WWE Raw. Hashtag all everything. So you know what? <clears throat> Forget the haters. I'm going to continue to put Eva Marie over because this is what she does to the power the power partnership of Dr. Chris and Vince Russo. So for that, I'm going to continue to put Eva Marie over. Bro, you know what would be so awesome, but you know, like... Uh... <laughs> I, I i don't know what the problem is with the wwe i guess these two 23 years 23 year olds have no idea who vince <laughs> russo is so he would never get hired i would love to do something like bro like because everything we talk about on this show i would love to do something where like could you imagine if on the show i represented uh eva marie and i just went to them nah she ain't do she ain't doing this. She ain't, she ain't doing this. She ain't saying this. This is what she's doing, and this is what she's saying, or else we're leaving. Like yeah. 
that that's what they need. That, they, they need something like that, though. Yeah, of course, hold on. In the, what do they call it? In, in memorial, in memorium. What do they call in it? Memorium. Yes. Give me another uh, drum roll. Yes, 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 absolutely. In memoriam. Uh, let me no give more. you another drum bro. One more. Yeah. <clears throat> Here we go. Are you ready? Yes, Ken. Okay, in memoriam, Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I got you. Wrong way. Other way. Oh, oh other way. Other way. way. Other way. Ah, uh, there we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I got. I see. I was ready for them to come on the show too. Well, welcome to the that? gun show, bro. Where, <laughs> where were our bounties today? Where the bounties, man. About we got Mantar and Ali, and not the bounties, bro. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Where the bounties? I was like. I got my I got my gun show uh, shirt ready to rock. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm ready to see the bounties. And as soon as we start to put the bounties over, yeah, exactly. They take them off the show. Exactly the bounties. <laughs> oh boy, come on! They take the bounties <laughs> off the show. But we're going to continue to put uh, the bounties over because um, that's that's all they got. Oh, uh, clearly WWE didn't put them over because they're off the off the television yeah. this week yeah so we're gonna put them over though in in memoriam one more for the team for the bounces there we go there we go yeah uh next we have um jeff <laughs> jeff hardy defeating cedric alexander i actually skipped through a lot of this because i just didn't want to hear cedric talk and then we ain't gonna be getting even more retweets from cedric alexander no 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 we're, no we're not um, <laughs> and then <laughs> i fast forward it and as soon as i get to the end i'm here come on jeffrey come on jeffrey i'm like oh, I, missed it. <laughs> I missed it and so uh, he loses to, to Jeff Hardy, who barely, has barely won a match all year. But for some reason, uh, <laughs> he couldn't even get past Jeff Hardy at this point. And so I have no idea what they're going to do with Jeff Hardy, uh, with Cedric Alexander. Hardy comes from nowhere. Oh, unless they do what we talked about. Remember, bro, like uh, Cedric, uh, uh, I mean, the other guy, um, Benjamin. Oh, that would be a great that would be great swing. Yeah, maybe. That would be absolutely great. Okay, so Vince Russo, uh Jeff Hardy. Um the last the last match that Jeff Hardy won, Vince. You ready for this? Yeah. February first. 2021, him and Carlito beat Elias and Jackson Rock. God, I wonder what was the last singles match, though. You know, yep, I was just about to get there. January 18th, he beat Jackson Wire by DQ. Wow, I wonder when's the last time he won by Jay? By a pin, yeah. He beat Elias, he pinned Elias on January the 11th. Jeff Hardy's last month ago was five months ago. Five months ago, yeah. And before that, let's 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 keep going. Before that, his last pinfall victory, that was five months ago. Before that, his last pinfall singles victory 
was the Symphony of Destruction match uh, a couple months before that in November. So that was during his. Uh, oh wow, he lost to Ricochet on main event on November twenty third. <laughs> on an episode of main event, he lost, loses. Oh, they to had Ricochet. to get a, They had to get Ricochet ready for the program with Carrillo, bro. Come on, man. Oh my goodness, man. Yeah. So this is what Jeff Hardy's been relegated to these days. And they bring in him to still beat Cedric Alexander. I mean, that's as 50-50 as you can get, my man. So uh Asuka and Nikki Cross uh defeating Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. They're still playing on this uh Nikki Cross gimmick where she's beating all of <clears throat> beating both of them in different variations. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really, don't, I really got nothing here, man. You know, that's the thing, Chris, because like you're looking at this seriously now, and I like Charlotte, bro. Um, but you're looking at all this, and like, honestly, when Charlotte wrestles Rhea, like, who do I, why do I care who wins? Yeah. Oh, see, like, give me one reason why I care if either one of these people win. Why, like, why do I care? I don't care. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you got to root. You got to, if you're making this type of episodic television, if you're making like a, a storytelling television show, all right, where you have superhero characters, you've got to give me a reason to root for somebody. You have not given me a reason to root for either Rhea Ripley or Charlotte Flair. So who's getting over here? I don't, I don't understand who's getting over. Now, if Charlotte was a really strong baby face and Rhea dethrones the legendary Charlotte, that would somewhat put Rhea Ripley over. If Rhea was like a booked as a very strong baby face, Charlotte comes up, she's getting real heelish. Now, if Rhea beat her, she's over as a baby face. But if they're both heels, I mean, there's there's nothing to buy into. Uh, your favorite match of the night, uh, Vince Mansoor defeats Drew Gulak. Uh, somehow they thought that this was worth television time and not on main event or some other dark match. But but they take this they take another Eva Marie promo away from the, from exactly. the, uh, exactly. of this Vince. Yeah. yeah, and another possible uh, tweet too. From yeah, her. another possible tweet. Yeah. Kofi Kingston defeats Riddle. Uh, perhaps some dis dissension in the makings when it comes to this. Uh, Randy Orton uh, was uh, edging him on, and he started to get a little showboaty. And then, you know, there you go. I mean, what does this lead to, Vince? Dissension in the rankings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bro, who knows, bro? <laughs> I have no idea, bro. I have no idea. Well, another thing I don't know, I have no idea about Vince. Where's yeah. gender? Where's gender, Vince? Oh my, yeah. What what did he, what did he do now, bro? Like, what did he do now? We're shanky and cranky. We're shanky and cranky, bro. Yeah, I don't understand it, man. Lexus Playground. Shannon Baszler uh, closes the show for the night. Wait, hold on. And Before we go any further, bro, I gotta ask. I, I I'm looking this up now. Okay. Because I, Chris, honestly, do you have any idea what the Queen of Spades symbolizes or means? I, I 
It was something with her MMA career. I, I forgot what it, what it well, was. Well, here's the actual meaning of here's the actual meaning of what Queen of Spades symbolizes. Okay, mm-hmm. in cartomancy, C A R T O M A N C Y. You know what that is? I do not. In cartomancy, I guess that's I, I guess that's the reading of cards. Maybe I don't know. The queen of spades is considered to be a sign of intelligence. It is represented representative of judgment that is practical, logical, and intellectual. It represents a woman who is creative and makes her plans ahead of time. Okay. How, how would we take any of that out of her calling herself? There's, to- there's nothing about Shannon Baser that makes me like, that shows that they could have they could use it but no um and so i mean like this really close to show vince like i mean you want to like you get to the point where you're getting over you know a shade over a million you know views on the third hour as if this is going to help bump the ratings up that already are embarrassing vince why why did this close the show well and it was a double double duty because why did it close the show the way I did? Listen, if if anybody if anybody wants to understand what this should have looked like, go watch the movie Carrie. Okay, yeah, go oh, watch yeah. Carrie, bro. Go, go if you want to know what this scene should have been. Go watch Carrie. I, I Chris. I can't believe I really can't because I worked there and I worked with a lot of these people, Kevin Dunn. Um, I can't believe the Mickey Mouse-ness of this whole entire finish of this show. The, the amateurish, I can't, I, I can't believe I was watching this and saying, you used to work for this company like this is the WWE. Yeah. I I can't believe that they produced this at the end. Yeah. It's it, it was just and it's not riveting. It doesn't make me want to care to come back next week. And I really- I, I just I want to know Chris, I want to know what is Vince McMahon thinking seeing this final scene? I I I I really, really want to know that. I want to know that. How much do you think he even cares anymore, Vince? I mean, he's you know, he's 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 heading he's heading the 80 route. All right. He's been doing this for you know 40 plus years. All right. He's you know, he's got million multi-million billion dollar deals he's got digital media he's got partnerships with everybody across the globe he just sits on a paycheck at this point i'm going to ask you a question as a psychologist do you ever lose your pride you can lose your passion uh that that are pride and passion though are two different things no yes they are but but they can be sequential. So essentially you can lose your passion and that can make you feel apathetic towards something. So you can grow a sense of apathy because of one, just losing your spark 
unfortunately relationships do this but it's like you know like for instance if if a husband wants to you know keep the pride of his marriage and be that committed person and then unfortunately there's some things go on and you lose your spark and you grow apathetic and so that but sequentially causes you to lose your pride and so you kind of kind of check out and so <clears throat> i think what it seems as if with with this particular situation is that Vince McMahon could have very could very well be losing his passion in this business and i think that even if he had the pride like even if he has pride in the business i think that it's, it seems like he doesn't have enough passion to really keep that pride you know kind of prominent in his life Does that make that's sense? a great point then chris because i can definitely see him losing the passion okay. that, that i can chris listen Look at who Vince McMahon has worked with over the years. Yeah. Look at his roster now. How with with who he's worked with and who he's working with now, how could he get excited? True. Over who he's working with now. And if he's not excited working with this roster, then yeah, bro, he is going to lose his passion. Yeah, and you just explained me. I mean, my God, bro, when, this is, bro. They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. When when you look at the, the 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 icons and legends that this man worked with, and now you look at, yeah, exactly. Where, where's my scooter? Right, right, <sighs> Lily. You know, getting over uh, the last segment of the night is a dog getting over. Uh, yeah, I, I agree, Vince. And look, I don't know anything about the selling rumors. I can't confirm or deny anything. All right. I, I, I know nothing. But <clears throat> I will say that I would not be surprised if we get an announcement. And don't quote me on this. You know, all the dirt sheets. Don't don't say Dr. Chris said this. This uh, You know, this isn't an inside scoop. I would not be surprised if we see an announcement of Vince's selling because there's just no way that I would put my signature on these on these programs every single week as the CEO of the company. Right. I, there's no way unless I just lost my zeal for it, unless I just lost my passion. I'm ready to move on and I'm ready to sell it. There's just no way that I would put my And you know what, Chris? Let's be honest, bro. Um, Vince McMahon is so protected. Um, who knows what his mental health is these days? True. Very who, true. Who knows? I, I mean, bro, listen, I had my, my, I, my, I had a mom who passed away from, you know, dementia, mm -hmm. um, you know, younger than Vince. Mm -hmm. uh, who, who knows that we, we would never know what Vince is. that would never ever get out yeah yeah so who who knows bro Very you know true. good point let them know about the brand my man yeah guys check out russo's brand.com patreon.com forward slash russo twc tons and tons and tons of content on there wrestling shows with many 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 people you know nice <clears throat> russo Russo'sbrand.com, patreon.com slash TWC. And go, you know, listen, 
<clears throat> if even Marie can follow us, you can too. Uh, where can they follow you on, on uh, Twitter? Uh, Vince? On Twitter, I am at the capital T Vince, capital V Russo, capital R at the Vince Russo. The at the Vince Russo. At the Vince Russo. So everybody go follow Vince Russo right there. All right. At the Vince Russo. There you go. All right. So and they'll follow me. All right. At Chris Prolific. All right. Eva Marie follows both of us, and you can too. On that note, he's Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris Featherstone. Ladies in a raw.